All right, everybody, I am super, super excited to bring you this special edition of the Back Judge Podcast. It's the Lion Draft Podcast special. Brought in a few of my friends, and they're going to bring you draft takes for the Detroit Lions, who they think they should select at the number three overall pick, and even what they should do a little bit later into the draft. It's packed. Usually, you know, I'm giving the Lions takes, but I had to open it up to my buddies back home in Michigan, my Detroit Lions brothers. And that brings me to my first guest. That's Charles Pruitt Brown, Southfield Christian, football great, University of Michigan, football manager great, Charles Pruitt Brown. Yes, he's coming to you live on the podcast in three, two, one. Back on with my good friend and loyal Lions fan, Charlie Brown. Little metronome issue the first time around, but he's ready to make lightning strike twice. Charlie, how are you doing? You're staying safe uh, in Michigan? Oh yeah, st- staying real safe out here, uh, back home, Michigan. It's been uh, it's been good. Just uh, doing doing the online classes as unmotivated as ever, and uh, <laughs> just uh, watching. These funny little games, NBA players, horse, and uh, the 2K tournament. They had the MLB The Show tournament. Nico Goodrum represented the Tigers well. Uh, you know, just been doing this, trying to keep up with sports as much as I can. And uh, they give us. But obviously, <laughs> the, the big event is the draft. It is only in seven days. And our Detroit Lions hold the coveted third pick. A pick many analysts say is the start of the draft. The draft starts at three, they say. Um, and Charlie Brown, I think, you know, I, I know this to be true, but maybe just so you can explain it to the people, not only do you not like Jeff Okuda at three, just because of you, not necessarily because you think they should go in a different position. You're just not that big of a, a fan of Jeff Okuda. Can you just, you know, give, shed a little light there. Give us what, what you think of Jeff Okuda as an NFL prospect. Yeah. Um, I don't believe in taking like a cornerback, um, you know, top five really. Um, I don't think they provide that much of an impact on your team. That's worthy of that type of pick. I think top five picks are for franchise changing players. And as we saw with Darius Slay and that is, that's not going to, ch- I mean, you can even talk about the like, Arizona Cardinals and Patrick Peterson, a cornerback is just not going to change your franchise, take you to the promised land. Um, and so, I, you know, looking back at Jeff Okuda, a lot of his big plays came against, you know, Miami of Ohio. And, um, you know, I was looking back, and I was at the Michigan game where I saw him in person, and he had a couple of good pass breakups, um, and they, they were good. He played well. Um, but one of the things that, you know, I was concerned about was that uh, his productivity um, – you know, it's it just doesn't it doesn't correlate to every single game he's played this year. And um, you know, I know some guys have, um, you know, some some down some down games. Not every day can be their day. But you know, we saw this with Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is a good player, but he's not as good as what was people thought he was going to be coming out of Texas A&M. And one of the things that they concerned themselves with was because his biggest stats came against the weak non-conference teams he played in the early parts of the of his season. And um, with Jeff Okuda, you know, that's the same same type of uh, worry we have with him. And Miles um, Garrett isn't looking to be that franchise-changing defensive end 
as of right now at least, for the Cleveland Browns. Still a heck of a player, but not what they thought he was going to be. That's great. And I'm afraid Jeff Okuda will suffer the same fate and even worse considering he's not he does not play a position that grants you the same power as a defensive end to change the game. Um, and so I, I really worry that, you know, because Darius Slay, the Lions had him last year, and now you get rid of a guy like Darius Slay, you know, why would you add with the third overall pick in the draft a corner to just take his place? That's a lateral move. Um, you're, you're drafting a guy who you hope to be better, but yet what, when you had Darius Slay, arguably the best corner in football, you know, you saw what your record was. You saw how many wins that translated to, and it, it wasn't – it wasn't what put them over. It didn't put them over the top. You know, that, that, you know, clearly there's something bigger missing from them than just corner. And so by filling that hole, you're basically bringing back the exact same team and maybe a step down from that. When you consider, you know, they lost snacks and, you know, you got Trey Flowers another year under, his, you know, he's getting older now. And so, it, it, you know, it, it's, just, it's just worrisome to me to think that this team, after everything they went through last year, they just want to make a replacement and they think that's going to translate to wins. It's really worrisome because I know they think that – I know the Lions GM, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, I know they, they, they know what's best for this team. At least I hope they do. But if they draft Jeff Okuda, that is not what they're going to be saying to the Detroit Lions fan base because if they draft Jeff Okuda, I'm going to be honest, that is just not what's best for the team. I don't care who you are, what your job is. If you draft Jeff Okuda to this team – that is not what you want to do. You are not making this team better. That is not what's best for this team. I'll say that to anybody. I don't care. That's just – it's just wrong. It is just wrong. So at number three, then, I mean, I guess we'll say this too. Another big topic is should they trade back? What are your thoughts on, on trading back from, from that number three overall pick and overall? Well, it's, it's, it's a risk because, you know, early on in the, uh, in the projections from, like, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, you know, they had the Giants taking – Somebody who I think the Lions should take without without a brain, uh, no brainer is um, Isaiah Simmons. Um, and now they're projected to get an offensive lineman, but I think it's really fifty fifty. If you want to trade back with the Dolphins and get their fifth pick and the twenty sixth pick in exchange for that third pick, um, you know you run the risk of the Giants drafting Jeff. I mean, not Jeff Okuda, uh, Isaiah Simmons. And if they do that, then I think if you're the Lions, you kind of you kind of kind of lost, you know, because that, that that should be your number. I mean, just my opinion, I think that Isaiah Simmons is far and away the guy the Lions need to draft. And I I, I understand if they want to trade back, um, but I'm afraid the Lions are going to trade back just to get Jeff Okuda still because I promise you he will be there. Uh, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Um, and, and there's a reason Isaiah Simmons might not. But, you know, the Lions, I, I don't know. But, um I, I am in favor of trading back. It's just a risk, but the 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 reward is 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 your wildest dreams. I I think if you're a Lions fan, the reward is your wildest dreams. But the risk, you know, it's it's gonna hurt. But in the end, you it is still an improvement from just staying at you know we're not staying at three, but it's an improvement as far as just your team, you know, you're getting better. Whereas if you get a guy like Okuda, I don't think the team from last year is getting better. I think it's at best, you're the same team, a lateral move. So let's just talk a little bit, I guess, about Isaiah Simmons and what you think he brings to this defense. 
Well, he, he's, he's so ferocious. He has such an intensity. You know, he's like launched out of a cannon whenever he's attacking the line of scrimmage. He can get through any running back, any lineman. You saw it in the national championship game. The way he's able to hunt down wide receivers, whether it's a screen play, the way he's able to bulldoze over running backs on a blitz, he's un- you, you can't block him, especially if you're if, if, if you get Isaiah Simmons blitzing on a running back. Um, it's over. Your running back's going to lose that 10 out of 10 times. He's going to get through, and he's going to at least provide enough pressure for the quarterback to escape out of the pocket and make him uncomfortable, which is more than what the Lions' defensive front could do last year to anybody, uh, which resulted in so many losses, at least five, five or six when I was looking back at some of their games and how they lost them, how they turned out. So if you have Isaiah Simmons, I think that guy is what can change your franchise because he will have an immediate impact. He'll make quarterbacks uncomfortable. It doesn't matter who the Lions put out there. They can have Darrell Revis and Patrick Patterson. If a quarterback has five minutes back there to throw like every quarterback did last year, somebody is going to eventually get open. You cannot guard the NFL, you cannot guard NFL wide receivers, the best wide receivers in the world for that long. You just can't. They will eventually get open, and when they do, the quarterback will find them if you do not have the pressure. And Isaiah Simmons gives you that pressure, and that is what you need to put on an opposing quarterback, especially when you are in home games like several, like Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Bears, and a couple other games where the Lions had them on the ropes at home, the crowd on their feet, but the quarterback was comfortable in the pocket because he had all day to throw, and he burned us every single time. But if Isaiah Simmons is back there and he's out there blitzing, I promise you that quarterback will be the farthest thing from comfortable. And Isaiah Simmons is also fast enough to guard any receiver coming out of the slot and in running backs coming out of the backfield. Another thing that Lions linebackers have struggled with in the past, you talk about Gerard Davis and, and Stephen Tulloch and others who struggled in coverage. This guy is everything you want. He's a Swiss Army knife. He can do every single thing on the field. It makes no sense why the Lions wouldn't get him. No sense at all. And I guess so you're – I think I'm saying I'm sensing your dream scenario is the Lions stick at three. They don't play around with the Giants potentially stealing – Isaiah Simmons from right under him, and they stick at three and take Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. So with that pick, I guess being being there, we'll we'll, we'll slot that in for now. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to say like a specific prospect or anything, but where position wise do you see them going with that? You know, third overall pick in the second round and third overall pick in the third round. Well, I I, I want them to get. Um, obviously linebacker Isaiah Simmons is the third pick, but I think they're going to get Jeff Okuda, the cornerback. Um, and I, I also I think that later on in the second and third round, I think they're going to um, still get defensive players. You know, they're going to – I think they might get a linebacker in the second round. Hopefully it's better than Jelani Tavai <laughs> they got last year in the second round. Um, and I think they're going to go def- get a defensive lineman as well. I think their first, their first three picks – they're going to be corner linebacker and defensive tackle because those are their three. I think they're the three biggest needs um, for the team as a whole. Um, you know, and I, and, you know, I know I talk a lot about Jeff Okuda, but I know this team will need a cornerback. I hope they draft a cornerback in the second round or with that if they choose to trade back with the second Dolphins pick. But um, the only reason why I just I look there, there's players you need. Yes, like if you're the Lions last year, do you need a tight end? Yes, you do. Do I think you get them in the top 10? No, I do not. Um, case in point, the Denver Broncos and Noah Fant. Um, so I, I don't think you really need to go into the top 10 for a corner. I really think you can get one late in the first round, okay? Um, and I, I really think you get one in the second round as well, early in the second round. I do not think the Lions need to get one top five. That is absolutely not the thing to do, in my opinion. 
And, you know, again, let's say that Bob Quinn does make your dream pick, Isaiah Simmons at number three, then where is Charlie Brown's head at in terms of the 2020 Detroit Lions season? I think this, this is, you know, this can open up any fanboy's wildest dreams for this Lions team, really, to be honest with you, because this offense was able to put up points, and that, you know, you talk about bringing back an offense like the one we had last year. It was able to put up points with anybody on any defense. Um, it was able to go up in Lambeau and, you know, go up and down the field against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Um, you know, I really think this team can 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 they, they can win the division. They really can. Um, it just depends on how good that defense has been. We haven't seen the Lions with an elite defense since 2014, uh, I believe 2013 or 2014 when they went in the Cowboys Stadium um, and lost to the Cowboys. But that was because of Matthew Stafford and the offense not scoring in the second half. But I don't think that will happen this year. I think Matthew Stafford's a much better quarterback if they're in the same situation. I think Stafford is matured enough to the point where he can go out there and he can win you a playoff game given he has a legitimate team around him. And if you put Isaiah Simmons on the defense as the leader of the defense, and you add other pieces around him, a corner, a defensive tackle, I think that this team is very complete. I think they have a great opportunity to arguably be what people like, uh, I think, Pat, Pat McShay, I think his name was, on ESPN, he was saying that the Lions can be this year's 49ers. Um, and I think Isaiah Simmons is the is the the number one piece you need on the Detroit Lions to make them and an NFC North not not just an NFC North contender, but I believe they can be an NFC contender. I think they can win at least one playoff game if they add Isaiah Simmons and they make other defensive draft picks. Um, and, and I think if you draft Jeff Okuda, you're looking at eight and eight at best. It's just a lateral move. The defense does not get better uh, from a from a season to go. Depending on the other picks, if they choose to uh, pick all the other defensive picks very well, or they trade back to five and twenty six, and they still get Okuda. And they get a defensive tackle, anyone but A.J. Epinenza, and they get uh, somebody else, um, <laughs> other defensive pieces, then the team gets better. But, um, you know, my dream scenario is um, Isaiah Simmons. You can trade if you want, but if you get him, get it. either way, if you get him, that's the dream. It doesn't matter how you how you get it. Um, you know, you can give me a dirty Lambo, clean Lambo. I'll just take the Lambo. It's fine. Uh, but <laughs> if you draft... Um, Jeff Okuda, um, I think you're just looking at eight and eight and my worst nightmare is the Lions trading back with the Dolphins, getting Okuda at five and then drafting AJ Epinenza at 26. Um, they just <laughs> the nightmare Iowa scenario. It is the night. If they, if they do that, I, I, you know, I, this will be the, I mean, even if they draft Jeff Okuda, depending on how the rest of the draft goes, but if they get that Okuda Epinenza combo, I'm, I, I will be a fan. I will watch the games, but let me tell you, I, this will be the the most unexcited I've ever been going into a Lions season. That I can promise you. Um, just because of what could have been, just because of what was what was there. Um, we always see in hindsight who the Lions missed later on, with whether it's Aaron Donald or whoever it may be. Um, you know, but this time it's it's clear from the jump who we need and who we will regret getting if we do not get. Um, we saw that with Devin Bush last year. Some people wanted him, and then we saw he turned out to be a stud, arguably. I think he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'm not sure, um, but uh, but he could have won overall Rookie of the Year. He was, he was great. Uh, but, um, you know, we saw what they missed out on, but from day one, we'll all see what we're missing out on if we don't get Isaiah Simmons. 
Uh, but the good news is the guys making the calls will be out of a job. So, you know, it, it, you know, there's pros and cons to both of these things. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, tough looking back on draft history as a Lions fan. And obviously you see a special prospect in Simmons and, and you're hoping that he is not, you know, another one that, you know, may have slipped us by. And Charlie, I always appreciate you uh, sharing your Lions wisdom, I guess, my last the parting thing, you know, what, what's your draft day plan? You know, are you, you're in the basement? What are you eating? You know, what's, what's good on draft day for you? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the basement. Um, I'm in the basement. I, uh, you know, I don't, I honestly, I don't know if I'll be able to eat. I'm going to be so nervous. I gotta, <laughs> I got a final exam the Monday after, and I'm really nervous. I'm not going to be studying all day and I'm just going to be on my, on hands, on pins and needles all day. I'm going to be really nervous. I've never been I've never been so high on a guy for the Lions going into draft day in my life. So I, I, I am so nervous just thinking about it right now. I don't even want to think about it anymore. Oh my gosh! But uh, I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Um, and uh, honestly, I'm expecting them to draft Okuda. I'm gonna try not to get my hopes high. But man, once they once they cue the NFL song and they roll the highlights of Isaiah Simmons, I, I, I all bets are off. <laughs> I, something I might, something might get thrown through the projector screen, right? Oh, this projector may not see uh, may not see Friday morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> come if they draft Okuda or a wild card, some other tight end or something. Who knows, man? Who knows? All right. Well, thank you, Charlie Brown. That's there. He is no metronome this time. Oh yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Never twice. <laughs> Never twice. All right. Thanks, buddy. Oh, yeah. Stay safe, friend. <laughs> okay. Always great stuff from Charlie Brown bringing that energy. He's a big Simmons guy, so not sure how his draft day is going to turn out. But my next guest he earned his tiger stripes at a little place we like to call Roper. And that's at Derplop on Twitter, a.k.a. Dustin Maylaff Bryant, Chiefs tailgate legend. Bring it to you live in three, two, one. Rolling. All right, we're recording. I'm rolling. All right, I am with my good friend, Dustin Maylath Bryant, fellow Lions fan, and uh, hey, we're one week from draft day as we as we sit here now. The Lions yep. have the third overall pick, and uh, let's just—I uh, guess we can just start this conversation off here before we kind of get into maybe who you want to see the Lions take there. What do you think the Lions' needs are at, at number three, or just overall in this draft? Where do you want to see them go position-wise? Uh, one thing is not quarterback. I love Matthew Stafford. I, I don't think he has any place not being in Detroit. Uh, I mean, defensive line, both sides of the ball, offensive line, defensive line, uh, and corners really is what we're looking at. Uh, if maybe two, three years we had the number three pick, yeah, I'd be all for taking a quarterback. But I want to ride out Matthew Stafford as long as I can. Yeah, I don't think I can necessarily blame you there either. I think, I mean, do you think uh, there's been a lot of talk, especially this week, about the Lions having meetings with guys like Justin Herbert? Do you think that's kind of a smokescreen to get a team to trade up into their spot or even maybe trade up to number two to Washington so that, you know, a guy like Chase Young could fall into their laps at three? Like, what do you kind of make of all of those reports? 
Yeah, I do see it as a smokescreen to some extent, uh, but I could also seeing with our GM and coaching staff and owners them actually drafting a quarterback. Um, I was reading a little bit there'd be a situation where they would trade back to five or six with the Chargers or Dolphins, pick up that pick, and then also another first-round pick or second-round pick or two seconds, uh, and taking Herbert there, just a backup quarterback, and breed him onto Stafford, and then taking a different first-round pick, uh, which I don't like at all. But I do think it's a smokescreen. I would love to see a trade. I would love someone to trade with Washington and Chase Young fall in our lap. That's where my head's at there. I think. It's well, so then let's let's talk then trade there for for a minute. So you you would love to see the Lions, I guess, trade out of that yep. number three overall pick. Ideally. So if if they do trade out of that pick, where do you you know how far back do you want them to go, and what do you want them to get you know in in return for that trade? So it goes Miami at five, and then Chargers at six. Chargers at six. And then Jags, Panthers at seven. And then. Jags, Jags are at nine. nine. The Cardinals are at Cardinals eight. Cardinals are at eight. Yeah. So trading outside of that top ten is not something I'd be into. Um, I know there's been reports of us trading with the Cardinals for like Chandler Jones. I don't want that at all. I'd rather have someone young. Um, with the Dolphins, I know if we traded back to five, we would also want another one of their first round picks. I don't know how likely that is, uh, but I would prefer to get the 5-6 from the Chargers and either another first-round pick this year or a first-round pick next year. But I don't want us to trade. I don't want us to trade really outside of the top 8 or 10, unless we're just getting a juice package. Yeah, I think, you know, and and do you think, I mean – Overall, with, with some of these teams in the top 10, do you think with Herbert and Tua, I mean, there's talk about Tua's injury concerns, things like that. Do you think these teams are going to be wanting to trade up for either of these two quarterbacks? Or do you think it's kind of going to be almost like last year where quarterbacks just kind of fell and teams took them where they took them? Yeah, that's what's kind of scary. I think if you got rid of either Tua or Justin Herbert, there might be more urgency out of these teams to trade up. Uh, I think with Miami at five, I know they're interviewing Herbert and going through that whole draft process with him. Like if someone were to trade up with the Lions or the Redskins to draft a quarterback, then they would just have A or B. It's one of the two. And really, if they like Herbert more than Tua, there's no reason for them to trade because someone will trade up and take Tua before them. And then they can just have Herbert fall in their lap and not have to give up any of their picks. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I think those are all definite, you know, possibilities. So I guess just getting back to the Lions, you know, for you, who is the prospect, I guess, with their first round pick that you really want them to, to take? Well, if I were to say what's my ideal scenario would be for them to trade down. But if they do make a selection at number three, I would want it to be Isaiah Simmons. Um, I think he's just the perfect fit perfect type of player that can play everywhere that Patricia wants and says he needs in his system. Um, teams would have to then game plan against Isaiah Simmons. They won't just be game planning against our defense. They'll have to account for one individual player. I wouldn't mind taking uh, Okuda if we got him at five or six. I, w- I would be happy with that pick, especially knowing we would have another pick on top of that. 
but if the Lions are to make a selection of three, I would be upset with Jeff Okuda at three. Is it him as a player? You don't think they need a corner is that big? Why, you know, are you, would you be kind of upset with an Okuda pick at three? Oh, I see it more of a value thing uh, because I think if the Lions don't take him at three, he would still be there until late top ten, five to ten. Um, so it's kind of a reach, and it's kind of unfortunate that we had to lose nine games in a row and get the third pick just to know that we could have lost seven of those nine games and still had our player we picked. Um, I'm a big value guy. I don't like us reaching for players, even the late rounds in the draft. Uh, so that's why I think I'd be more upset with Okuda at three. Uh, Simmons, to me, just has a way more valuable option. And so I guess to, to you know to wrap it up here with taking a, you know Simmons for you, let's say they stick at three, they take Simmons. What do you want them to see? You know, and maybe you don't have to say like a specific prospect or anything, but in terms of that high pick in the second round, high pick in the third round, what kind of position groups do you think you see them going with in those picks? I know there's talks of running back, but unless, I mean, unless there really wasn't a running back off the board yet, I wouldn't want them uh, taking it a running back there. I know there's also talks of, I mean, there's linemen. It will depend if if we take Simmons at three. We're probably not going to take another linebacker, maybe not a corner in the second round. Uh, but really addressing our, our four needs, what I think is both sides of the trenches and then corners. So I would be inclined to take the best available at whatever our positional needs are. So if there's very highly touted D-end who fell 5-10 picks uh, that we could get. I would love it. And I guess overall, you know, if, with a, with a, if, if you're happy after draft day, let's, let's, you know, who, who knows what happens, but if you're, if you're pleased with, with the overall haul, what would be your expectation for the Lions going into the season? I expect a Super Bowl every year. <laughs> Every single year, I expect a Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust. I won't be satisfied until the Super Bowl is reached. Um, but what would make me extremely happy is after the draft, if we trade out of that three pick, take Simmons at five, if he somehow gets past the Giants there, take Simmons at five, take a strong D lineman at like a 17 or 26, whatever other pick we'd get out of the first round, and then taking best available player at the time in the second round and then taking early third round pick. I need him to fall a little bit. Right now I'm reading Moxie from going late second round. I need him early third round. Our pick, what is it, 72? Something, um, something like that. I can pull it up right now. Yeah, but out of Notre Dame, the Canadian, we need Chase Claypool in Honolulu Blue. Early third round pick. Now, I know I Physical know a certain specimen. Lions fan that would be very happy about that. It's a pick sixty seven. Pick sixty seven. Pick sixty seven. Chase Claypool. We need it. That's the best value we'll get in the draft. 
he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Is uh is Connor Ryan maybe behind that zoom camera holding you hostage there? No, absolutely not. Listen, I <laughs> I don't know if if you know knew this, but I Chase has come down to IU because his another receiver on Notre Dame is a walk on. He's best friends with my roommates. It's like freshman sophomore year they would come and visit uh, before they were daytime. Him and Ian Bookwood, and I woke up. Chase was sleeping on my couch, and his calves, you could just see the veins, and they're pulsing. When I say a physical specimen, <laughs> this is who you think of. There's got to be grown men that look at him and are and are scared. NFL players are going to look at Chase Claypool and be scared. And we need him in Honolulu Blue. I like that. Third-round analysis coming at you from, from Dustin. Mar- Dustin Martha for Ford. Hold on, hold on. Martha Ford would see him, okay, <laughs> if she can even see, and just feel his presence. Right? She's blind as a bat, and she would just know that our Savior has come. Very good. Hey, you know Marvin Jones is, is probably heading out the door after this year, so if you need mm-hmm. a replacement, right? Yep. Claypool and Galladay gonna terrorize the North for years to come. You heard it here first. And Hawkinson. And Hawkinson. And Hawkinson. <laughs> Twenty-five touchdowns between the three of them from Stafford. Twenty twenty-four Super Bowl champs. 2024. All right. Good. With Patricia at the helm? Yes. All right. With Patricia. Perfect. Dustin, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. You heard it from Dustin A. Lions Super Bowl. 2024 with Chase Claypool obviously being the key piece of that 2024 Lombardi getting to Woodward Avenue. Next I bring you the familiar voice of the BJP and that's the Seaholm Highlander Zone, Michigan State Spartan, Boshan Joseph, number one fan, Bo Callahan drafting, pancake eating, Emmer Effer John Dolan. Alright, John Dolan is my guest here, fellow Lions fan, fellow member of the BJP. Yes, sir. Dolan, uh, just staying safe out there? Everything going well for you? Everything's been good, man. You know, it's been a lot of Madden, you know, trying to, just what we're about to talk about here on the podcast. It's all about, you know, rebuilding the Lions and getting the right players. Been running that franchise mode, um, just trying to, you know, right the ship. And uh, quarantine brain has definitely... You know, I've started to talk myself into the lines a bit, so I'm excited to uh, get into this. And uh, he's a big 21-year-old, so you have your, your Oberon? Yes, sir. Yeah, we are legally drinking here um, for all the... I, I know a lot of uh, um, police officers listen to the pod, so um, I, I'm doing fine. You know, this is legal. You don't need to come bust down my door, but uh, it, it's a great feeling. I told Clep I'm like a kid in a candy store when I'm, when I'm going down... And, Picking up a six-pack. Going down to Primo's. Yeah. Right down the street, right? Going down yeah. to Primo's, getting a, a slice <laughs> of life, and, you know, the premium uh, uh, select craft wine and beer they have there, uh, there's nothing better. So let's let's jump into the draft now. Uh, the Lions at number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, just overall, just to kick it off, I guess, what do you see this team's biggest needs being? I'm really well obviously um i know me and you are on the same uh page on this it, it's defense obviously we got to fix the defense 
Um, and, and I'd be, uh, when I'm going through my mock drafts, when I'm thinking about who the Lions are going to pick, I've done, you know, defense in the first four picks, defense in the first five picks. I think the offense is uh, pretty well put together um, besides um, maybe a couple spots on the offensive line. I'd like to see a little bit. Um, and we'll have to see if Big V is the right guy at tackle, but the jury's even still out on Taylor Decker. But I think I would like to see an offensive lineman picked up. But um, I'm really thinking defense. And, and the reason, uh, kind of talking about how I've been thinking defense, uh, that is the main reason why I wanted Isaiah Simmons. I was a big Isaiah Simmons guy. Uh, pretty much through the, especially once the combine hit and he ran the 4-3-8, um, he, he, he absolutely just tested out of this world. Um, I, I, I was really talking myself into Isaiah Simmons for the past month or so, um, or a couple months, honestly. But at this point, uh, I'm really feeling Okuda. And I think that um, for the Lions at pick number three, um, I, I'd go with if I'm Bob Quinn uh, and I, I'm thinking about who I'm going to pick, I'd be at about like, you know, 75, 80 percent Okuda right now. And then um, if you're willing to roll the dice and kind of because Simmons is, you know, he's a specimen, he's a versatile player like we've never seen before. He, um, his snap count just last year at Clemson, you know, he was lining up all over the field, playing everything from uh, edge rusher to safety. Um, if you want to, yeah, he played, the, he played a hundred snaps at, at five different positions. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I really think like we're looking at, like, we've obviously looked into the draft for a while now. I, yeah, I was going through my old stuff the other day, and I had a, a 2010 mock draft on uh, Microsoft Word made. And you already know I had the Lions picking Sue. But um, so it, we've been looking at this for a while. but And I think, you know, Isaiah Simmons is kind of unlike any player I've ever seen, honestly. But this is something that I've heard you guys talk about, and uh, it, it kind of made me think about it, too. He's he's raw, you know, he, he's an athletic specimen. Um, and when it comes down to Simmons, um, the ceiling is as high as any player in this draft, but at the same time, he's also a little bit of a tweener at all these positions. Like, do we want him to play Mike linebackers? Do we want him to play safety? Um, is he, you know, muscular enough to kind of go up against elite tackles? I know he has a good speed rush, but if he has to, you know, try to stop the run, um, he doesn't exactly have the frame for that. He's a little bit like he's even smaller than, you know, Brian Burns. If we want to talk about a guy who kind of had a, a, a smaller frame, it was a tall, lanky speed rusher kind of guy. But, um, uh, me and you have talked many times about how much, of you know throwbacks our linebackers are and it, it, it's it and throwbacks kind of meaning in a bad way um so it's really intriguing to me to get a new age linebacker like isaiah simmons but i think that okuda is just he's the safest pick um and i think if you get okuda you, you might not be hitting a home run but he's to me is kind of once he settles in maybe a year or two or three He'll be a perennial top 10 corner for a while, I think. So I, I've been talking myself into Okuda some more at three for sure. So let me kind of bring in you know, some of the other people I've interviewed so far for mm -hmm. this for this pick and for this podcast. Their one thing with Okuda is that they feel it's somewhat 
hey, last year the issue kind of was this pass rush and the front seven not getting a lot of pressure. Uh-huh. Obviously, some of that was the defensive play calling, not yeah. being a lot of blitzing and stuff. And you did for half the season, or I mean for the whole season, have Darius Lay, half the season have Diggs. Like the secondary may have not been the worst part of this defense. Mm-hmm. So maybe Okuda is a lateral move. Um you know what do you what do you kind of say in in that regard to people who would kind of push back like that? Uh, you see, I mean, I like the signing of Desmond Trufant. Um, I think he's you know about as good as a two can get. But I think if we have him as our number one corner, we might struggle there. But I, I do agree with what those people are saying. You know, our our, our pass rush was absolutely pathetic. You can look at the advanced numbers. Um, the Lions had the lowest sack rate in the league. And we actually, and we had the lowest blitz rate in the league. We, we, uh, uh, Patricia always would only rush four. He was, you know, stoutly part of that. And, um, I could talk for hours about, you know, how much I disagree with that philosophy. Um, but I, I don't think the secondary is by any means, especially with Slay gone. I, I, I'll be, you know, the first to say that I wasn't all for paying Darius Slay uh, a lot of money at this point in his career. Um, and I also, I, I don't, I'm not going to be the, uh, the first guy to ever defend Patricia and be like, I'm a big Matt Patricia fan, but I, I, I some of the things that Slay has said since he's left have been a little eye opening, um, towards both Patricia and Slay and even more Slay. But I, I think, um, at this point, the secondary is definitely not a strength at all. I, I agree with you and something that you've said before. I think Amani uh, has a really good potential to be a number two corner, but I think we know who Desmond Trufant is at this point in his career, and he's not a number one. Um, we, we have talent on the – and uh, the fact that we brought in Jamie Collins and he kind of fits that sort of versatile Isaiah Simmons role, a guy who can pl- uh, play Mike and cover the pass and also sometimes come down and play defensive end and rush the passer if he has to. He's a little bit um, – he's not nowhere near as athletic as Isaiah Simmons is, but he can kind of fill that same role. Um, and I, am a huge Tracy Walker fan. I, I think Tracy Walker is a really good player. Um, and I, I love watching him play. Um, but the other safety spot, uh, Will Harris in his time last year, you know, he really struggled. He made Trubisky look like an all pro. Um, so I, I know he was only a rookie, but that was another one of Bob Quinn's guys who he sort of reached on there in the third round where, People were kind of, you know, not as much of a head-scratcher as Tavai was, but, you know, he was one of those people who Bob Quinn came out and said that he identified from the start and made his guy. So I, I think secondary, uh, on paper, we have the guys on the defensive line, um, and especially when you factor in draft picks, we have the guys on the front seven. I mean, I know I'm not a, I don't enjoy watching Tavai or Jared play at all. But um, we should have the front seven taken care of. I mean, we have um, Trey Flowers. He got his last year. He would get his sack numbers. I know in the beginning of the year, it was pretty frustrating to watch him play. But, you know, he he kept at it and ended up, you know, actually having a fine year. Um, Not worth what we were paying him. But part of that also has to do with what you said is the defensive play calling. Um, Well, well, let me ask you here, Dolan, in terms of – the Lions, you know, if say they pick Okuda, I think at, the secondary is just bad, bro. Yeah, yeah. Say, say they take Okuda in the first round. Where do you kind of see them going then in the second and third rounds, where they have those high picks in both those rounds again? They take Okuda in in the second round. Um, you you or in the first round at three. In the second round, you have to go front seven. Um, is the way I see it. And I've looked at you know uh, at, at that thirty five spot. 
Um, it kind of depends on how it shakes out, but I, I could really see, you know, Epinesa, AJ Epinesa being there at 35. I could really see Neville Gallimore being there at 35. Um, you know, say we get lucky and I, I'm not a huge Kenneth Murray fan, but I could see him being there at 35. So I think there's some versatile kind of valuable front seven pieces that could be there at 35 that should we go Okuda, then we could get them there. Well, and then let me ask you, I guess, too, about just where the Lions are at positionally in this draft, and and it's the number three pick, and you hear a lot of people saying kind of the draft starts at three, mm-hmm. you know, with with the you know it seems that Burrow and Chase Young will likely be the first two picks in the draft, barring some crazy situation with Washington, yeah, and that the draft this NFL draft really is going to start at three, and let me let me I guess put it this way, if I if you you get a million dollars if you're right, you get a million dollars, or and you don't get no money if you're wrong. Hmm. Would you say that the Lions pick is at three? Wow, that's a tough question because uh, if I could have it my way, I would love for us to trade back to, you know, five or six or whoever wants to go up and get Tua. But um, at this point, if I had to, you know, bet on it, put my life on it, put whatever, how much money on it, uh, I think we pick at three. Um, Some of the trades that I've seen, like how much – sense logistically does it really make for Miami to trade up from five to three because we're not taking Tua the Giants aren't taking Tua if they want him then you know take him there I guess the only fear could be maybe the Chargers maybe Dean Spanos is on the line you know giving a call to Firestone being you know give me that number three pick but I I just don't really see that I've kind of gotten my mind that um the Chargers are into Herbert um, and they could, you know, easily take them there at six. And um, if you're Miami, I would love, I would love nothing more than for Miami to trade up to three, and we get, you know, pick twenty six and pick five or whatever it is, because then we we still get Okuda, and you know, we would still maybe have a chance at Simmons. Uh, I think that uh, the Giants will probably go uh, with Worfs or um, you know Beckton at four, probably Worfs. I would go Tristan Worfs as the top tackle, but. Um, uh, we're still going to get our guy if we were to pick the five. So I think the Lions are going to pick at three, but I would love for that trade to happen, dude. Cause... Well, and I guess if, you know, you say you want, you would love to see a trade back, what is the furthest down you would go? Uh, I don't, because uh, I, I don't see Okuda getting past uh, Carolina. So I would maybe, like, I don't want to go further than seven. And, we're not going to see uh, this current Lions regime, you know, give up um, this third overall pick for um, a lower pick this year and like a future first or something. We're not going to see Bob Quinn, you know, come out and kind of do the fire sale and gather up, you know, a ton of future assets, whether it's first round picks in 21 or whatever it is. Because th- this is the year that they have. And uh, while I think, like, Okuda is, um, he's a lock pretty much to go in the top seven. Simmons is a lock to go in the top ten. And those are the two guys that, you know, I, really the only two guys we have a chance of selecting right now. So I, I-, I would not want to go further than ten. I can't, I, I don't want to miss out on either of these guys. And I, I'm honestly not even that big of an Okuda fan. I, I, I've loved Simmons uh, when watching the tape a lot more than Okuda. But um, Okuda's just, you know, that solid, guaranteed good player, I think. And it's at a position of need for us. 
Yeah, I think that definitely he is he definitely somewhat the conservative pick, but the Lions are just also need good players who are at positions of need. So I definitely see where you're coming from there, Dolan. It's always great to have you on. One last mm-hmm. question, I guess. Maybe any late round guys you've been grinding the tape on? Any Voshan Josephs of oh, this year, man. perhaps that you want the Lions to take uh, in the later rounds? Oh, I don't know if there's any. Voshan Josephs. I mean, that guy had one of the best speed rushes I've ever seen a middle linebacker have in my life. I mean, I know he got that clap ten out of ten rating on the uh, on the pass rush. Um, I would maybe want to. This is going to be like sort of a you know out of kind of a a wild uh, sleeper, but I, I, I sort of in a, especially position. I kind of want to see them get a backup quarterback uh, this year because obviously. Our back. The Chase Daniel signing isn't uh, oh, yeah, your, uh, I, that, fancy. I, I don't. Chase Daniel is kind of like the modern day Matt Flynn a little bit. Like he kind of just got, you know, he, he's had a couple decent games and um, has gotten the contract. He got the contract basically because of that. I know I, he probably got the contract from the Lions because uh, Bob Quinn was like, oh, I remember him, you know, coming into Ford Field in 2018 and just absolutely tearing it up. Um, but, uh, uh, he is a Mizzou boy, so I can't chase, hate on Chase Daniel too much, but, um, he's a fine backup. He's a, a few years older than Stafford. I'd love to see the Lions, you know, get, get some guy, um, that they can actually, you know, build a little bit and not some Jake Rudock fifth year senior kind of guy. But, uh, I might go with, uh, Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. Uh, you know, the white, Hello. the white dreadlock boy, um, he had, uh, I, I remember I, I had some money on Hawaii in their bowl game. Um, and he had just an absolutely amazing game. He had 500 yards, um, six touchdowns. Uh, and I, I went in and looked some more into him and, uh, he really has some good tape and he can kind of throw the ball all over the field. Uh, the Hawaii offense, they passed it, you know, pretty much every play. Um, and he needs to cut his hair. He looks kind of like an idiot out there, but, uh, this is a guy who's going to probably go undrafted and I'd love to see the, uh, I know, uh, my boy, Aaron Weiss, he's a huge Cole McDonald fan. He's been grinding a lot of tape and McDonald's a good player and he can kind of throw the ball over the field. So, um, at the end of the day, uh, even if we have Chase Daniel, um, uh, David Blau had to play because even our backup got hurt. And uh, for me, like the, this may not even have to do with the draft, but you know Stafford's health is always a question mark after uh, the back injury he had in 2018, and we saw that you know come back after the uh, Oakland game. So um, as much as I'd love to sit here and say you know I got the Lions taking Jake Fromm in round three, I would love to see that. Um, being realistic, I just want to see him kind of you know maybe take a chance on one of these guys in the sixth or seventh round. Um, maybe even Anthony Gordon, if he's there in round six or something, because, uh, as history can tell, um, Bob Quinn might take, you know, Jimmy Landis in round six. So it doesn't really matter what we do around those rounds. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe just roll the dice a little bit and, and look for, uh, a quarterback, a a guy, uh, because the people, um, we've had as backup quarterbacks have been, you know, pretty, asinine ever since we lost Sean Hill and uh that year where Sean Hill came in and played a lot he was incredibly valuable to the team so maybe Chase Daniel can be that guy but um you always got to have a plan after that 
Dolan, uh, thank you very much. Always uh, appreciate your your Lions takes. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, Love it. I'll try to uh, I'll try to have the uh, actual mock up on the site uh, before Thursday. I've been perfect. Not not I'm not a king of sleepers. That's why I wasn't there uh, on the sleepers episode. But the the, oh, the first okay. the first three round guys, uh, I've been loving watching all those people. So once it gets to day three, I'll be a little confused. I'll be like, who are these people? Besides maybe like, you know josiah scott but um other than that uh I, I i this is an amazing class in my opinion and um we're gonna see a lot of people taken on on day two who are gonna be maybe day one starters in the nfl That was John Dolan, and now I bring you my fourth and final guest of this show. Of course, the man who shed his New York Giants fandom when he shed the Detroit Lions t-shirt he was wearing when Chris Durham threw the phantom fumble into Ford Field against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I bring you J.P. Sheehy. All right, JP Shady joins me now from from Yarmouth Street. Uh, it's Lions draft time, man. We're we're one week away. How, how do you feel? Just one week away from this uh, monumental draft. Cautiously optimistic, Adam. Cautiously optimistic. Um, well, I'm excited that we have. Where do you see the Lions' needs being? Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh well, I was just saying. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic, obviously, with the third pick. Um, there's a lot of different directions they could go, but I mean, as of now, if I could give who would I want with that third pick, I'd say I've been persuaded on the Isaiah Simmons train, but do I think they're going to take him? I don't. I really don't. <laughs> well, where do you see the Lions' needs being uh, at this point? The needs. Well, I mean, you can't, the linebacking core and the defensive line are two of the most glaring needs, I think, without a doubt. I think you also have to look towards running back because Carrion Johnson has proven he cannot stay, stay healthy for like a half season at least. And I'm sorry that Bo Scarborough is just probably not going to cut it in the NFC North. So I see running back. And also, I don't think they could, I don't think it would hurt if they just took a late round flyer on a wide receiver in such a deep draft. I really like the kid out of Minnesota. Uh, what's his face? Johnson. Johnson, I like him out of Minnesota. I think he's a he's a stud. I think they could get him in like the third or fourth round. And I don't think I think it'd be good. I think you could put him beside Kenny and uh, Marvin, 
And then when Marvin eventually leaves, you can just have him and Kenny being a little dynamic duo. <laughs> Is that uh, the gopher? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Johnson, Johnson, yes, the gopher. the gopher, yes. Yeah, yeah. Did you do, yeah. well? do well against Michigan this year or something? He, they did not play Michigan. But I did watch, I did oh, bet on Auburn in uh, the bowl game. And I was, he really pissed me uh-huh. off that game. So that's when I noticed him. I took because he, he made an incredible one-handed catch that just screwed. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love love hearing the the late round sleepers. So I guess what do you think? Too. I mean, the Lions being at three. That's a hot topic in this draft. Will they trade back? Will they stick there? What do you think ends up happening with that number three overall pick? If you had to bet, do you think they pick there? Yeah, I I would honestly yes I would because I don't think. Uh, well, at least from the Dolphins, I don't think the Dolphins are going to end up trading up. I think they're probably pretty confident they can get two at five if that's who they want to take. And I don't see them having any reason to trade up. And, I mean, sure, there have been, like, whispers about maybe the uh, the Chargers trying to trade up and get their quarterback in the future. But I think if they wanted to take that direction, that they would end up probably just taking Justin Herbert and not paying however much the Lions are going to ask for. So I would honestly don't see a lot of scenarios that would work for the Lions to trade back, especially with such, like, a draft that has, like, it's, I wouldn't say it's top-heavy, but the first, like, the first five, like, highest prospects could all be dynamite in the NFL, all-pro-type caliber players that really stand out, so... I think they should, I think it'd be wise for them to stay at three unless a really enticing offer came along that they couldn't pass up. So for you, it also plays into that you're not sure if a player of you don't want them to go too far back. Yeah, you're kind of I, I don't. I don't. I mean, they could probably still get Derek Brown if they traded back with the Chargers, and then, but like, yeah, because I don't see the Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are going to trade up. I really don't. And then the Chargers, maybe, but I, I seriously doubt it. And then. At that point, you're looking trading. You're trading back with someone, you know, that tenth pick or lower. And I just don't. I think you're just wasting. You're just wasting that that golden opportunity to take a top three player in the draft. So. So so when it comes to number three overall, then uh, if you're sticking there, you you've taken Bob Quinn's seat from him. You've you've hacked the Zoom. You're 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 about to turn in the card. What are you What are you doing with that pick? Well. Uh, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Isaiah Simmons. I said a little bit earlier that I've kind of hopped on his high train, been checking out his videos, and I mean, he's a he's a versatile athlete. There's no doubt about it. He can play, and on a team that's in dire need of linebacking help and a guy who's kind of a hybrid that could you know hop in the safety role too, that would really help them out with a team that's secondary and linebacking core is just atrocious. I mean, their defense as a whole is atrocious, but. I mean, you also have to look at Derek Brown, who I do think is going to be a, a premier run stopper and defensive lineman in the NFL. And I don't think they could go wrong with that pick. And despite some people, you know, bashing Okuda, I don't, you know, I still see him having a lot of upside in the NFL. So I wouldn't be like devastated if they took him. But if I was Bob Quinn, if I hacked the Zoom, I would probably be taking Isaiah Simmons with that third pick, just because of how, just because of how versatile he is and how. Badly, the Lions' defense needs some kind of versatility. <laughs> so with that pick being at three, then I guess you start looking to the rest of the draft. You have high picks in the second round, high picks in the third round. 
what do you see them going? You don't, you don't have to say any prospects, but just position-wise, wh- where do you see that being in, in the second and third rounds? Uh, well, I, I have to say defensive line. I don't think there's any doubt about it. If they end up taking a linebacker like Simmons or Okuda with their first with their first round pick, I think you have to look at the defensive line where you just have glaring holes after losing Snacks Harrison. Ashawn's gone. Daniels is gone. I mean, your d- defensive tackle position is a disaster, and your defensive ends last year, even though Trey Flowers kind of came on towards the end, has still been woefully underperforming and not getting the sacks that they need or the, just uh, the pressures on the quarterback to ease, take a little pressure off the secondary. So, I mean, if they get lucky and... A.J. Epineza would fall into the early second round. I think that'd be huge because I do like him, and I know he's been kind of sliding on draft boards, but I've seen him all over the place with the, some of the experts saying, you know, anywhere from, like, in the 20s to, like, you know, pick 40 or something. So we'll see. I mean, he's someone I like, but I definitely think that defensive line, if not in the first round, has to be in the second round. And so let's say Bob Quinn makes makes your pick. He takes Isaiah Simmons at, at the third overall pick. Let's say say you like some of the moves they make in the rest of the draft. Where are where are you at in terms of this team heading into the the twenty twenty season? Where's the where's the stock at? Well, I, I'd have to say that it's just about where I am with the draft, as cautiously optimistic. And but I'd have I, I have to put I have to put a little asterisk that optimistic for them is, you know, a winning record, a winning record this year. Not being 3-12-1 would be optimistic. It's, I just, like, I can't overlook the glaring issues that come with the Quintricia regime, regime and how little respect players seem to have for Matt Patricia. And despite, like, like if you're bringing in rookies and they're, they're joining the team and the veterans don't respect the coach, why would the rookie respect the coach? And it's... It, doesn't, it just doesn't have a good foundation for young talent coming in. But, I mean, they still do have some good pieces on their team. They still have Stafford, obviously. So that's the quarterback's most important position. And they have a decent offense. Uh, I, uh, as I said before, I'm hopeful they can take maybe a wide receiver or running back in the mid to late rounds to kind of bolster their offense. Maybe he can come on a little bit, but... I mean, it's just the defense just has to be serviceable. If the defense can be serviceable and the offense can be what it was last year, then I, I could see them having a winning record and maybe pushing for that, you know, seven seed because they just expanded the, the playoffs, pushing for that seven seed. But, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to ask me, are they, gonna, are they going to the – They're, they're going to be on the bubble just another week longer. Just another week just another longer, week yeah. longer on the bubble. Yeah, and I mean, you're going to ask me, are they going to make the NFC Championship or something? Like, no, this is not going to happen. But <laughs> – can they make strides from where they were last year? Yeah, I think they definitely can. I think they have nowhere to go but up. Well, uh, GP, uh, thank you for joining me. I guess one one last parting note. I just am I'm curious to hear about what, what the draft day plan is. Is Mr. Shady going to be watching with you? Will he be asleep by the time the Lions are on the clock at three? What would he like to see there? I'm always, always curious to know. Well, uh... It's a great question. I, I've been talking to him a little bit about it, and he, as being a noted Michigan hater, an avid uh, once-a-week Ohio State fan, he he's big <laughs> on the Ohio State guys, so I think he would be very happy with the likes of Jeff Okuda. But uh, will he be awake for the third pick? Uh, f- probably. 
What's what's the over under on that? What's the odds? The odds on him being awake, I'd probably say uh, I'd probably say like I'd give like a two to one payout on him being awake. Okay. Okay. Because I really think he's gonna be asleep. But uh, I mean, he. Who are you? To say? Like, but there's like there's a chance. So maybe not two to one. That's probably a little high. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say maybe like one to one. Maybe I'd put it like, mm-hmm. you know, even odds. Um, but will he be awake? Who knows? If they were picking tenth or later, I would. He'd be asleep. But. Uh, hopefully he'll be awake. Hopefully I'll be watching with them, and hopefully they won't uh, completely ruin the Detroit Lions for the next 10 years. So. That's, that's all we can hope for, JP. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Thank you very much. Thank you.